Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, absolutely nothing happened in the world of wrestling over the last 24 hours. <laughs> I'm kidding. Also, hello, my name is Simon Miller. Welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs, where we shall focus on Raw. But in case you don't know, CM Punk was backstage at WWE last night. And we have a new WWE title that kind of takes the last 1,000 days and burns it in hell. But we're going to talk about all of it. Let us up those downs. And all this blockbuster madness does tie into the start of Raw, because out came Cody Rhodes, and he got a mega pop. He wasn't sure whether he should talk about the upcoming draft or the fact that Brock Lesnar kicked his ass. Whoa. When he went, in fact, let us see some pictures of Brock Lesnar whooping my ass. I was like, this is so strange. Like, imagine that. Here's one of the worst things that ever happened to me. Let's share it again. It's actually really cool, though, because Cody got half naked after this, which I get sounds weird, but just bear with me, because he started to show off the scar that he did suffer when he tore his pec, because he was like, oh, look, we're in Chicago. This is where I had that Hell in a Cell match. So, Brock, if you think you're going to scar me again, well, you've learned nothing, and I'm going to teach it to you. I am your educator didn't say that bit. He still isn't able to watch back that match though when he can barely talk about it, which is when he did thank all the Chicagoans. <laughs> Don't think is a word, but I'm saying it anyway. And as always, he's just such a nice fella. I love him. Amazingly, it was Finn Balor who interrupted. And why did we wait so long to turn him heel in WWE? Because he swanned out and just went, we've all got scars, Cody. And he did it in the most condescending way. <laughs> he is so good. And a dick. Finn did have a point here, though, because these two can relate to each other a little bit, because he too got screwed by Roman Reigns, and also the top rope, but much like Cody Rhodes, I don't want to talk about that, it still upsets me. But the thing is, if he had somebody to watch his back, the American Nightmare never would have been done over at WrestleMania. I was like, that's not true. That's not true at all. In fact, not only did he have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they were right there in the ring with him. Don't worry about that because it doesn't fit our narrative. Cody also flubbed up with the Beast because of course he was going to turn on you. You need to be smarter about this. But if you do need a bunch of brand new buddies, well, I've got some. They're called the Judgment Day. We'd love for you to join us. Amazingly too, Cody just agreed. Yep, they hugged, they kissed. I was like, well, that happened pretty fast. And of course, I'm joking. He said no, and he tried to shake Bala's hand because he is a gentleman. But sadly, this is not how Finn works. Because you're either with him or you're against him. Well, then went amazing because he said, one day I'm going to knock the bleach out of your hair, which I do not believe to be a real thing. And of course, later, bada bing, bada boom, we're going to have this match. Now, this was strange because I have no idea why these two entities did come together. But as I've already said, I'm such a fan of both. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. 
So when I talk to the finger of power, because again, get mad at him, not me. Let's get it up. Which is when the LWO was here, and I swear, people have just forgotten. Because they lost again, and everyone is mad. Did you not watch them when they were in WCW? World Championship Wrestling basically treated them like a joke. So even though WWE has revived them, they're actually sticking to the plan. They're also facing the Usos and Sola Sokoa, so they were never getting the W here. But I tell you this, this was just the super duper fun do you enjoy in your Tootsie Toes match. Yes, yes I did. There were also a bunch of dives to start, 2023 wrestling, when yeah, we cut to the break, and when we returned from commercial, Jimmy and Jay were just in control. Huh. So we do have to make our own conclusion, so I'm going to presume that Sola Sokoa was all like, hey, look over here, I know you're called the LWO, and I bet that stands for losers with outfits. Then the bloodline went, ha ha ha, and the LWO was so sad, they did indeed get attacked. I think that's accurate. Santos Escobar did get the hot tag and he ran wild for a little bit, but you'll be surprised to hear. Eventually the Usos distracted the referee. Solo hit that awesome kind of flying mid-air spike thing he started to do. And he got the one, two, three. That's another win for him. The Usos then hit the 1D in order for the bloodline to stand tall. And I know we are doing this a lot, <laughs> given what's about to happen in five minutes. Who the hell knows where we go from here? <laughs> burn. Burn it all to the ground. <coughs> Excuse me. Up. It was a good match. Afterwards, Jimmy and Jay also dedicated their big win on Friday, because it is that tag team title rematch, to Roman Reigns. So WWE are going to do it, aren't they? They are going to put the belts back on the Usos, because now, if they do disappoint the Tribal Chief, he's going to have to turn up with, like, a machete and chop them up into little pieces. Don't think you haven't thought about it too. Kathy Kelly was dead in the back. And she wanted to interview Bianca Belair. And I say tried to because before the Raw Women's Champion could say anything, here came damage control. I don't think they're friends anymore. Even though EO Sky wanted to have their title match for some reason right now, just wait for the pay-per-view premium live event. It's right around the corner. Bailey interrupted and was like, no, we should have a six-woman tag team match later. The point was to show that Sky and Bells are not on the same page, and you can see this coming from a mile away, even if you're Stevie Wonder. We're going to get to the draft. EO and Dakota are going to go one way. Bailey's going to go the other way. And really, given how they've been treated recently, probably for the best. So Uso was then on the phone, probably ringing Roman Reigns to go, please don't kill me if we do lose. When he bumped into Sami Zayn. I was like, oh man, here we go again. Of course, Sammy was all like, of course you dedicated the match to Roman Reigns come this Friday, because you never do anything for you. You always do everything for him. So yeah, think about this, pal. If you do get defeated, what the flub do you think he's going to do? My heart then beat out of my chest because Jey Uso was like, why do you even care, man? But it kind of came across like Sami Zayn does believe in this chopping up potential. He doesn't want to see it happen. Jay still feels like Sami Zayn has made his choices so he can flub off. But I will tell you this. The fact that these two are still interacting and making it interesting is quite impressive. And it also blows my mind that we just did that match on a random episode of SmackDown. You could have probably done this on a mega pay-per-view. <coughs> excuse me again. Premium live event. But I'm so damn invested in it even at this point. I'm going to give it an up. Trish Stratus was being interviewed next. She is still not happy. Now, Kathy Kelly wanted to know whether Trish knew why Becky Lynch hasn't turned up for Raw for a second week in a row. And Strass does know. It's because Bex can't handle the pressure of being at the top. But do you know who used to be at the top? Trish Strass. And do you know who can handle pressure? Trish Strass. It's why she put Becky Lynch out of her misery. And that's what she's going to do to everyone who crosses her. So, man, this Trish heel turn has been absolutely inspired. She is so much better like this. Just spitting pure fire. 
to the point I'm going to give it it up. I am out of control. And talking about being out of control, this is when I looked into the crowd and what did I see? Uh, give me an up sign. Well, actually, no, it said, Simeon, give up. So I was in absolute tears because one, I'd much rather be called Simeon, but two, it sounds like you want me to quit my job, which is fair. I should quit my job. I'm not very good at it. So that's it. I'm out. Please do give it up before we leave and put another one on the sign counter. But this is Simeon. Giving up. And now I'm back. As I good as I am, because at this point, <laughs> Raw went absolutely bonkers. Because from nowhere, it was the Street Profits versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, who we haven't seen for around about six months. I mean, I don't know, you tell me. Ever wonder how a man and his puppet friend are talking at the same time, but with a different tone of voice, even though it has nothing to do with what you were just watching? Or sometimes, much like in wrestling, in life, Stuff just happens. So if you are struggling with something in your own life and you don't know what to do, please give us a call on 0800 Stuff Just Happens and either a human or a puppet will be there to take your call. Wait, I didn't agree to that. Yes, you did. Oh, I would be cool with this if we were going to do something with Cedric and Shelton because they are awesome. But one, this only went 90 seconds. And two, it reminded me that all those teases for the reuniting of the Hurt Business have been flushed down the toilet. It also just went Angelo Dawkins, Spinebuster, Montez Ford, Frog Splash, as they did get the one, two, three. And the whole time we teased that maybe the Street Profits will get broken up in the draft. But don't do that. Just treat them like the New Day. You can give them a push of single stars, but make sure they're always linked. There are also rumours hanging around that maybe, just maybe, Vince McMahon changed this show at the last minute. And it certainly felt like that's what this was. So while the match was good... It didn't really go long enough to give it an up. And again, I just feel for Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, please let them do something, especially if we are going to do this draft properly. We're going to need teams down. Tell Simon we're going to talk about those ups that he be giving and those downs. So, Simon, I'm looking for you. You, you dipped out when you were interviewing Woods, but I, I watch every Tuesday. I go and watch him Count those ups and count those downs. And so, so it's all him. That's all him. Yeah, really yeah. Him. We're going to have to talk about my ups. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
<laughs> when, oh boy, who saw this coming? Because Triple H's music hit and he was going to make another announcement. I was like, man, if he comes out again and says, I just want to make WWE as good as it can be, I'm going to be sick of it. I know. It wasn't that, though, and he did want to address the Roman Reigns situation, because as he nears in on 1,000 days as champion, shouldn't we all give him a round of applause and tell him how great he is? The answer is yes, otherwise he breaks into your house and he kills you. Instantly I did feel worried though, and I was right, because as it turns out, the head of the table has negotiated it into his contract that he doesn't have to defend that title very much. So what are we meant to do as a company? And I was like, well, don't give him that in his deal. I don't make those calls. Now this is great for Roman, of course, but Triple H is here to fix the day. And I was like, wait a minute, you are fixing a problem that didn't need to be a problem to begin with. This is like really needing the toilet and then going up to your toilet and breaking it and being like, well, how am I going to pee now? This is your fault. So in the draft, wherever Roman Reigns does go, be it Raw or SmackDown, he is going to take his belt with him and it's going to stay there. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. It also means at the Night of Champions premium live event, we are going to crown a brand new WWE champion. I suppose it will be the Raw one and Roman will go to SmackDown. And that's right, Triple H picked up the cloth and there it was. It's basically the big old gold belt, but it has a massive WWE logo stamped on it. It also ties into the fact that whoever does win this can finally defend it all over the shop. They'll be on actual shows and they'll be on house shows and they'll be here, there and everywhere. And I'll just be straight up with you. I don't like it. Now, as always, wrestling isn't written specifically for me, so I can't enjoy 100% of the segments. And in terms of the real life Roman Reigns, more power to you, pal. If you can get the breaks and you want the breaks, go and get the breaks. The issue, though, is that when he finally does get beaten for the one, two, three, we have just ensured that it's not going to mean as much. So that's three years Look at my eyes as I stare off into the abyss. It also makes Cody losing at WrestleMania a little bit ridiculous, and I was a defender of that decision, because after all this time, if somebody had finally beaten the Tribal Chief and could God, oh my gosh, I'm the person, all that power then transfers to them. It's like a comic book, but now the power is just fluttering away like a kid's balloon. It also feels like WWE just backed themselves into a corner, because they gave Roman Reigns such a long reign and then I realize, oh, wait, we, we don't know how to end this. What do we do? Plus, the 1,000 days is just around the corner. So why don't we just hold this off and figure out a way to split the world title? Sure, if that's what you want to do, but also make sure somebody gets that cover on the head of the table. I also don't understand why this announcement came out of nowhere. I mean, you could have built a whole story around it. Well, I'm pretty sure that down the line, this will actually be all right. I can't get past the fact right now that we had a really, really cool narrative We've just let it slip away. So I am going to have to give it a down, but as always, I'll wait and see. But yeah, it just wasn't for me. That rhymed. Kathy Kelly was then interviewing the Judgment Day, and I think she's been taking notes from that Caleb Braxton. She went right up to Damien Priest to the point Finn Balor was like, what, my chopped liver? What you ignoring me for? I'm right here. It did make me sad because Damien Priest kind of fluttered Finn away here. And if you remember last week, there was a moment between Damien Priest and Paul Heyman that Balor was looking at like, well, I don't like this either. So now WWE has also started to tease they're going to break up the Judgment Day. Why can't we have nice things? Damon was still pumped for this evening because he's going to see Bad Bunny later. And when he does, let's go through him through a table again. <laughs> Made me laugh. Dominic Mysterio is here as well. And because it is going to be Priest versus Rey Mysterio later, he's all like, woohoo, you can beat up my deadbeat dad. And there is a cool twist to this later. The best takeaway is that Damian Priest has been put in the spotlight 
That is very much deserved. We then got another Bronson Reed video package where he's still a nice guy. And I was like, all right, good for you. You should be a nice guy. You're a human being. What's the deal? Well, we got some fallout from the Jey Uso Sami Zayn chat. Because huh. Jimmy was all here going, yeah, man, we're going to win the tag team titles again. When Jay was like, yeah, I mean, we will. Of course we will. But what if we don't? Jimbo wasn't worried about this at all until Jay mentioned that he had been talking to Sami Zayn. Jimmy was like, why? Why do you keep doing this? You've got to ignore that fool. He don't know what he's talking about. Jay did stand his ground, though, and be like, look, well, we have lost before, and now we have dedicated the thing to Roman. And even though Jimmy was like, no, nah, man, we're going to do it. We're going to be the best thing ever. You can just see us planting some seeds here. So either they will lose, and Roman, like, decapitates them, we're probably going to split up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I can't take any of it. I do have to admit as well that all of this felt instantly diminished because what we were doing with the world titles, they just have such good chemistry together and I want to get back to being a positive Pete. I'm giving them an up. When we got this six-woman tag, it was all right. As it turns out, Bianca Belair had recruited Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, who are the women's tag team champions, which was basically like a, hey, <laughs> Sky Dakota Kai, you used to be tag team champions, and so did Bailey. Because do not forget, she teamed with Name Redacted. As ever, Raquel threw Liv out the ring into their enemies at one point. And I was like, actually, this is kind of silly, because it's the same gimmick that Braun, Raw, Strowman, and Ricochet are doing. Kind of feel like one of these teams should pick it. The other one should stop. Blair also threw Sky into Rita the ring post at one point, so I'm sure she'll remember that when we get to their match. When basically, Bailey got hit with the KOD, and Bianca just beat her. So that was interesting, but it was already talked about. I do believe it shall tie in to damage control breaking up. This was kind of just there. And I do have to throw in that maybe we should just be focusing on Bianca and Io for their feud. Makes it better. But again, let's keep the happy train going giving it up. When we got a segment with Bronson Reed, Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory, because at the pay-per-view, did it again, premium live event, they're going to be fine for the US title. Now it turns out this was Austin Theory Live, which is another chat show in WWE. And it also means we're now living in a reality where you could get this many in one show. Because we have Austin Theory Live, we have The Cutting Edge, we have Miz TV, we have Not Not Hello, we have A Moment of Bliss, we have The VIP Lounge, and we have The King's Court. Jerry Lawler could come back at any time. Now, I don't want to be that guy. I think that's one too many talk shows. Now, thankfully, Theory did look at this world title. It was all like, oh man, one day that's going to be mine. And that's what we have to keep doing. When he turned his attention to the belt he already holds, he was like, why do I have to defend this? At Backlash, it's a three-way, meaning I could lose my championship without losing it. WWE's favorite story. It's also literally your job, bro. So maybe you should just do it. When finally, after he got booed, he reminded us that he defeated John Cena at WrestleMania. He needs to be more obnoxious with this. If you don't keep talking about it, it won't mean anything. <laughs> I don't understand why we're not making a bigger deal of it. This is when Bobby walked out and said something along the lines of, I run at obstacles, whereas you run away from them. I'm like, I tell you what. That's good advice for a hurdler. He also told Theory that the idea of this triple threat match was his, which when Austin was like, all right, well, if you're so good at making matches, why didn't you make yourself one at WrestleMania? Genuinely made me laugh. And then started to brawl when Bronson Reed turned up. And for a good while, Austin Theory and Bronson were working together. And I was like, I tell you, that big man better smash the little man soon. Otherwise, this is ridiculous. Thankfully, that did happen. And he finished him off with a tsunami, meaning Bronson Reed was standing tall. Now, I actually think this is going to be all right at Backlash because you do have two big men slapping man meat and Austin Theory knows what he's doing. I also kind of think that we should make Bobby Lashley the US champion. I'm basing that on absolutely nothing. Just a feeling in my tum-tum. But yeah, it's fine. 
We then saw Chad Gable and Elias explaining to Rick Boogs what the draft is. So I guess Boogs' new gimmick is that he's stupid. Gable was also trying to get over that wherever he goes, Otis is going to go too. When Maxine Dupree floated in and was like, that's not true at all. Because what I've heard is wherever I go, Otis is coming with me. What the hell is happening? This is when Mustafa Ali walked in, called Chad a loser, and I kid you not, I am not joking. No matter what else happened on this show, I promise you this is true. The two had a match, and Mustafa Ali won. We are in the Phantom Zone. I mean, one, Mustafa is from Chicago, and usually WWE loves humiliating people in their hometown. Two, it only went 90 seconds. And it ended with the most devastating move in all sports entertainment, now available on Pro Wrestling Tees. (laughs) So essentially, it didn't actually mean anything. I mean, it really was like getting a guitar for Christmas and then opening it and realize it was just a guitar box. You're like, what am I meant to do with this, mum? Bang it like a drum. But look, Ali getting a victory, I am giving that an up because I have to support it. But only giving these two a minute and a half when they could have smashed it. That's nice and easy too. This is getting it down. More Bloodline stuff after this. Because Jimmy had gone to find Sammy and told him straight, I am sick and tired of you using everyone to get what you want. Because you use the bloodline, you use Roman Reigns, you use me, you use my brother, you use Simon's mum. I mean, that's not true, but you just never know. This is when, once again, when we did tease that Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn were going to break up. Because Jimbo was all like, listen, you are a bad person. And as soon as KO and you do lose those titles, he's going to smash you up. So I now have this feeling that the Usos are going to win the championships back. And then Kevin Sam will indeed split up. And look, I don't know how I feel about this. Apparently, I've glued my hand to my face in order to get through it. But as I've already mentioned, over the next few weeks, this is going to be a wild, wild ride. This role was bonkers too because there was so much stuff on it. Because we got to Cody Rose versus Finn Balor. It wasn't even the main event. I was still super excited about this though because these two are so damn good. And Cody Rhodes hit a suplex. Then Finn Balor hit a crossbody. And when Cody went to do some kind of a dive and he went to the outside... Finn threw him into the unannounced table. The American Nightmare was like, oh, my ribs. So he's still injured from Brock. When they got back in the ring, Cody was able to hit him with the disaster kick. Or the kick of disaster. When Balor was just so good, because he remembered that he did have a bad midsection. (laughs) So he just stomped on it. (laughs) What an asshole. It was proper wrestling tennis too, because Rhodes was then back in with the Cody cutter. Finn Balor went for the Coupe de Gras. He missed. All of a sudden, people were going for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. When Cody scored with the pedigree, he hit the crossroads. Uno, dos, tres. Cody was so over here, it makes the WrestleMania decision even more nuts. Although there is a counterpoint to that. Cody is still mega over. So maybe nothing matters. And we're all idiots. I definitely am. Really good match, though. And then just bless Seth Rollins. Bless him. Because he stormed to the ring wearing what looked like a tiger he'd murdered and then turned into a suit when he admitted, yes, at Backlash, I am indeed fighting Omos. Because don't forget, we all found out about that randomly on SmackDown. This is when he looked at that brand new world title, though, and decided, you know what? I have to give that worth. I have to give that importance. And flub me, did he do it. Because he mentioned that Roman Reigns had never beaten him on his crazy 1,000 days reign. And while he may want to stay at home and smoke on his pipe, some people just want to fight, and that's Seth Rollins. Because the belt represents an opportunity for all of us, and it represents moving the industry forward, and reminds you that this damn thing we called wrestling isn't just about part-timers and people who want to play games. But I could have kissed this guy, he did such a good job, and now that I think about it, he should be the brand new WWE champion. Because it doesn't matter if you give it to Cody Rhodes now, this belt has no lineage, and the whole point of Rhodes winning it is how he could go, I did this for my family. So it will still be an incredible moment, but you took the story and you nuked it. Rollins has also been doing this kind of rehab work for ages. 
So it's time he got a Barry Horowitz pat on the back. So I am rooting for Seth. Obviously, we then did have to focus on the premium live events. Well, came Omos and MVP. They were like, oh, Seth Rollins, we're such a big fan of you, but not the way you dress. And that's why I, Umvup, made this match. You're a big star. So when Omos beats you, he will become a bigger star. Star Wars. Seth also put Omos over big here because he is big and said, look, I'm going to give you the match of your life. But ultimately, when all is said and done, I'll stomp your head into the mat and I'll beat you. That's what should happen. Rollins should beat this guy, which is a massive scalp in terms of WWE, and he should then go on to become the WWE champion. I am all for it. After all of this too, make Omos a good guy. Have you seen him in interviews? He is such a nice fella, and he's into anime and manga. You can make that his niche gimmick within a niche, and I promise you, he will come across as something different, which is what he probably needs. Just because he's like nine foot two doesn't mean he has to be a dick. And I suppose we did get an explanation here too, because MVP really pushed the idea that Omos wants to go on to become a champion. And in order to do that, he needs to beat former champions. But maybe next time, just hold off the match graphic until we've had the promo. But mostly for Seth Rollins giving it up. We then had more segments, but this one was very funny, because we were in the back with Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens, and because Riddle was talking KO's ear off, as soon as Sami Zayn walked in, he was like, oh, thank goodness, where have you been? I mean, he treated Sam like he just saved him from being executed, but when he found out that Zayn had been chatting to the Usos, you could see it in his eyes, and we started to tease the breakup again. Kevin's now worried because he doesn't feel like Sami Zayn is focused on Friday when he did walk off, which is when Riddle dropped the line. Hey, Sammy, I know what you're going through because when I was teaming with Randy Orton, everybody thought the Viper was going to drop me. But win, lose, or draw, we were always going to be bros. At this point, somebody should have walked in with a sign that said, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn are going to break up and I really don't know what I'm going to do. Which is when we did get to our main event, Rey Mysterio versus Damian Priest. This was good. It all tied into Bad Bunny's arrival, so we did see him turning up at the building. And the ending to this made me laugh out loud. Because as soon as Ray hit the 619, Damien decided, well, I didn't appreciate that. I didn't like it. So he took a chair and he just threw it right into Mysterio's face. He did it right in front of the referee who went, okay, well, I'm going to DQ you. I don't know why it tickled me so much, but it really did. It did all tie in, though, because we did get a surprise. Because after Damien Priest had wrecked Rey Mysterio with the big old choke slam and was going to throw him through Alan the announce table, out came the naughty rabbit and somehow... He had a kendo stick. And I was like, wait, who gave that to him? Or did he turn up to the building with it? Because either option is very, very weird. Priest still tried to beat him up, but instead, Bad Bunny started to thwack him with this stick. Damien Priest ran off when Bad Bunny got on the microphone and said, listen, Bacalash is coming up from Puerto Rico. And do you know what we should do? Me versus you in a street fight. So I was like, wait a minute. We're not doing the long rumored tag match. Instead, we're going to put Bad Bunnel in a singles encounter. I know I just called him Bad Bunnel. I'm sticking with it now. We're going to put Bad Bunnel in a singles encounter. That had me doing the dance of joy because this guy is clearly so passionate about wrestling. I bet he's been putting the work in. I really hope we do this. And he flies. I also think it's cool because it's going to shine a spotlight on Damien Priest, as I keep saying. And I was convinced that we were going to do the tag. This is better. It was also a great way to end Raw, which was an absolute whirlwind to say the least. I mean, I was exhausted by the end of it, but this bit is getting it up. And I also am going to give the entire episode an up as well, because look, I was never bored. I don't actually think I want to go in the direction that WWE wants to go in. They have gone full. Some people just want to watch the world burn. But look, as long as I'm entertained, who cares? It's just wrestling, the most important of the non-wrestling things. No, 
Got it wrong. The most important of the... I'm, you know what? I'm going back to Simeon give up. I quit. Before I do that, though, please do like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Click one of the videos on the screen and make sure you support all the ups and downs videos. I would appreciate that. You can follow us on social media at WhatCultureWWE and SimonMiller316. And, of course, go to WhatCulture.com for all your wrestling news. There's going to be a lot of it. My name is Simon for What Culture or Simeon Miller. You take care of yourself. Thanks for your time. It's a long old episode, this one. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.